Hey everyone, I hope you've had a great week. It's been really busy for me. I've been sitting at the computer a lot um, lately and I'm ready for a weekend. Um, but I wanted to come back and answer some more questions because I still haven't caught up on the ones that I um, was asked a couple of weeks ago. So I've got just a small list and I'll go through a few more today. But first of all, I just wanted to say, for those of you who don't know, March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. And I must admit, I didn't know a lot about endometriosis before now. And I've been researching it and looking into it and talking to people who have it. And um, I really want to start helping out in this area as much as I can with recipes so for those of you who do struggle with endometriosis or have family or friends that do, um, please feel free to get in touch with um, any questions you have about recipes that will help. And in this week's newsletter, I have um, a recipe that um, is one of my favorites and I made sure that it was suitable for people who are trying to heal the gut and especially for those with endometriosis who need to um, be really careful what they're eating. And I've also got a section in there by Elise Comerford, the new, uh, integrative nutritionist that I work with. And um, she's explained how you can start working to heal in this area. And yes, you can make a gigantic difference with diet. So have a read of that and scroll down and watch the video. If you don't know much about endometriosis and you don't know what the symptoms are, um, it's very common. Um, but I guess a lot of people don't talk about it. It's kind of a silent disease, um, but it's very, yeah, it's very difficult to live with. And um, I really want to help out with recipes wherever I can. So I have, um, yeah, so I have included some information about that below. We'll go on to the questions now. So the first question that I want to talk about is how do you cope with all the cooking when you have... Um, little kids and you're a working mum. That is hard, I know. Um, even as a working mum with older kids that help a lot, it's still hard to keep up. It really is. You get home at the end of the day and you're exhausted and the last thing you want to do is cook. So that's where meal prep and prior planning really come in. My recommendation, and this is what I've been doing for many, many years, is trying to have a day where I get lots of cooking done. So um, some of it will be cooking and some will be food prep. Um, and so that really helps me later in the week on the days where I'm really busy and just need to come home and get something warmed up or get something, um, some veggies cooked to go with something that's left over in the fridge or pre-made um, so that I don't have to think too hard. Um, this week has definitely been like that. The days where I don't have something ready to go and something from the freezer or something that's um, batch prepped and in the fridge, um, I'm pretty much sticking to steak, preservative-free sausages, um, fish, um, chops, those kind of meats that cook really quickly with veggies um, and a bit of salad and sauerkraut. So that's my go-to when I'm really, really busy, but I know it can get really boring sometimes and you just... You just feel like you're doing the same thing all the time and that's when a prep day is good. So if you have the weekend off, maybe you could take three hours on a Saturday or a Sunday to get a bunch of things prepped 
or if you um, are a bit of a night owl, which I don't recommend, but if you like cooking at night, maybe after dinner, you could do a bulk meal to put into the freezer for another day and do that a couple of nights a week. Um, but one of the biggest tips that I have for those of you who are in this situation is when you are cooking a meal, always cook extra. So try and double recipes, even triple recipes and divide them and put them into the freezer. Um, or at least if you're chopping up veggies, chop up double the amount that you need, put them in reusable um, storage bags and pop them into the fridge for another night. And they'll last in the fridge for a few days. So I love having chopped up carrot, pumpkin, zucchini, broccoli, cauliflower in the fridge, ready to go. And when I come home and I'm tired, I just dump it in a saucepan um, and fry up some steak or something very easy like that. So um, I have got some ideas for bulk prep and I have shared a lot of those before, but it is something that you kind of have to work up to and just get the hang of. So it is a really good way to start just um, adding to the amount you're cooking each night and then on the nights where you can't cope, um, you grab one of those out of the freezer or thaw them out the night before in the fridge. Um, another tip that I have is if at all possible, get some help. If you've got little kids, hopefully your partner's helpful or you can get a friend over to do some cooking together or a sister um, or you can pay someone to do a couple of hours a week. I actually pay my sister to do a few hours a week with me because I just find it helps me so much to get on top of things and I can't keep up otherwise at the moment um, unless we have very simple meals. So that, you know, don't feel bad if you need to pay someone to help. Um, you can't always do everything yourself. There is also some great um, meal services that you can get them to come to your house and cook up some meals and put them in the freezer. Um, I Hate Cooking is one of those, um, but I know it does get expensive to do that kind of thing. So yeah, just try to bulk prep as much as you can. Um, another thing is to keep your meals simple, obviously, and keep the snacks simple. So don't feel like you've got to bake biscuits and cakes and cheesecakes and bars and all that kind of stuff. Try and keep the snacks simple. So yogurt with fruit, um, maybe some granola on top or some nuts and seeds. Um, that's sort of our main snack. Cheeses, if you can handle dairy. Um, some seed crackers with peanut butter or almond butter. Um, what else do my kids like? Beef jerky. <laughs> that, that is great if you can make your own, but it's expensive to buy a good one, a good quality one without all the preservatives. Um, we also, uh, make a lot of sort of main meal type things that we keep in the fridge for snacks. So baked meatballs, just plain mints in balls on a tray, sprinkle it with salt and pepper and herbs, chuck it in the oven for 20 minutes. Um, and then pop them in a dish in the fridge with the juices to keep them moist. Um, chicken wings, you can boil them um, to get the stock with salt and pepper, strain off the stock, um, put the wings in the oven with olive oil and herbs and salt and pepper and just crisp them up on high heat and then um, use those as snacks and then you've got the stock to drink as a snack as well. Um, soups. If you have time to make a quick blended soup, 
um, based on stock with veggies cooked in the stock um, and add maybe a couple of egg yolks if you can and some good fats and then blend that up and pop that in one cup servings or two cup servings in the freezer. That is really great for a quick lunch, even breakfast or a snack. Um, so there's lots of these kind of ideas. I'll put some of those ideas below for you and links to those kinds of recipes that I like to make um, when I'm trying to prepare ahead and don't have much time. Um, but yes, don't beat yourself up if a meal is so simple that it's just steak or sausage or um, fish or something grilled and then one or two vegetables. It's okay. <laughs> um, as long as you you know, get that, those are nutrient dense foods. As long as you get those nutrients in, um, it doesn't have to be five vegetables on the plate. You know, you might have a vegetable at breakfast. So generally for me, that's sauerkraut. You may have some salad like carrot sticks and cherry tomatoes and avocado and lettuce with your lunch with some boiled eggs or with a piece of chicken or some leftovers. Um, and then at night, a couple of different veggies that are cooked with some sauerkraut or some fermented veggies. Um, so that's perfect and don't feel like you've got to make it fancy. Um, fancy is for now and then. Everyday stuff is completely fine to be simple. Um, another thing that I just want to quickly talk about is what to do when you're really, really tired. And I think, you know, a lot of us are struggling with that. We work really hard. We come home. We've got kids to look after. We've got meals to make. And if you've got small kids, you've got a lot to do at night. And then the kids go to bed and then you go, ah, oh, me time. And then you stay up too late. <laughs> do you do that? I know I used to do that all the time um, as a young mum. And I quite often was writing on my blog and stuff until one in the morning. And it was shocking for my health and um, the next morning I found it really hard to get going, but I felt like I didn't have a choice. I felt like that was the only time I had for me. And then I tried to, like I did try to turn it around and sometimes I did better than others. But what I found in the last few years works much better for me is when you hit that sleep window, they call it the sleep window where you're really tired, it gets to the evening and you're just super tired. You get the kids to bed you've tidied the kitchen or not, as the case may be, <laughs> as much as you can cope with. And um, if you're really exhausted, just go to bed. And then you'll wake up early, you know, pretty much with dawn. Um, for me, I'll start waking up around 5.30, 6. And um, I've got a lot more energy if I've gone to bed at 9.30, sometimes even 9. Um, and then I can get up at 5.30 or 6 and I feel like I've got an hour or at least half an hour where I can get some things done before everybody else is up. And um, I find that you get a lot more done when you're well rested, like early in the morning, than if you stay up late and you're really tired and you're dragging along but you're determined to do some things before you go to bed. Sometimes it's better just to quit, go to bed, get up in the morning and try again. Um, and then make sure that you have some time out during the day, even if it's just five or 10 minutes sitting outside with your feet in the grass, drinking a cup of tea, tell the kids, this is mum's time. Don't bother me. Um, let me have some time to myself and just close your eyes, listen to the birds in the trees, um, or listen to some music or, you know, whatever it is that calms you 
do that for five or 10 minutes. And even if that's the only time you get as downtime, that will help. But preferably you can get a bit more, more time to yourself, like go for a walk, go to an exercise class. That doesn't sound very relaxing, does it? But some people really find that really helps. I mean, it's good for you. And so it helps in the long term. Um, and also just have a nap if you need to. Don't be ashamed to have a nap. I had a nap every day for 10 years when my kids were young. Um, I had an hour's nap and that was always the time that they had to lay down and have a rest with a book or a toy if they didn't want to go to sleep. And then I would nap for an hour and then I hop up and then I'd feel so much better. So yeah, if you're working and you can't have a nap, then do try to get to bed earlier and try that half an hour earlier bedtime, half an hour earlier wake up time and see how much of a difference that makes because the hours before midnight um, are the ones that are most um, beneficial for your for your sleep. Um, you'll get a lot more worth out of sleeping in those hours than you will in the hours after midnight. So get those early night hours in sleep really well and then get up early and try and get some things done before you go to work or get the kids to school. Um, I hope that helps. There's a few more tips and ideas below. I hope you have a great week um, next week, great weekend this weekend, if you see this um, on the weekend. And I am um, working away on the book, the cookbook. There was a few setbacks, which is why I'm tired <laughs> and working on getting to bed at a decent time but still get the writing done so you know that's just the way it goes sometimes there's seasons of life where you get less sleep and then you catch up again but overall um, let's try to be getting enough sleep and looking after ourselves and hope you have a great day. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.